Howdy, listeners. Welcome to episode six of Business After Hours. I really enjoyed today's guest. He uh, was a really cool guy. Uh, really enjoyed the time I spent with him. Gary Bainbridge is the managing director and co-founder of Ish Fish. They source local uh, fresh fish from Grimsby and deliver it directly to people's doors across the UK. And it's a really cool brand. They've done uh, some really interesting uh, things with their social media marketing. So we talked about that. Uh, we talked about the, the quality of what they do and why that's important to them. Everything from the packaging to the fish to the customer service. Uh, we obviously talked about Gary's past, which wasn't business. Uh, he was uh, he was in a yachting team, which he actually accidentally became involved with, um, and managed to yacht for a very successful businessman who kind of mentored Gary and gave him some advice. And we also heard how Gary won his very nice Rolex. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Gary, thanks for being on the podcast. Yep, thanks for having me. It's my first podcast, so I'm excited to be here. Glad that you've uh, come along, finally got hold of you. you just come back from, um, was it sailing around the world? Yeah, I was sailing last week in St. Bart's and the week before I was in Antigua. So yeah, I've been busy. It's been good. I've got a good tan. <laughs> you look certainly <laughs> tanned. Yeah, a lot, lot more tan than uh, most of the people in yeah. Grimsby at the minute. So let's start off. I want to kick off with what's your first entrepreneurial or business memory? How did you start out in business? Um, I definitely grew up entrepreneurial. I was at school. I was do. I was running little games. We used to play the flip coin against the wall. I was kind of in charge of that. We used to. We used to have a tuck shop and um, at the school, and then me and my friend would go. And buy crisps in eight packets and sell them cheaper in the tuck shop. And so I always had that, always had that entrepreneurial side of me, really. And um, I kind of, it, it, it was weird. And then I, when I did leave school, I got a job with my dad on SCM Chemicals. And I, I think the chemicals might have dulled my brain to the entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, so the tuck shop, talk me through that. So you were just buying crisps and yeah. selling? I think it was, I think a big, a big seller was Watsits. Uh, we was buying them in packs of eight, and I think I mean it's a long time ago, but I think the the tuck shop had sell them for twelve p, and we we worked out that we bought them in a pack of eight. It was seven p, and we'd sell them for ten p or something like that. So, what, it, so what, it, what did you do with the pocket money? Um, I think I used to. I probably used to buy goodies with it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then and then we had a, we had a, we used to throw the coins against the wall closest to get there, and I was kind of in charge of taking people's money off them for that and stuff like that. So, but the school shut, shut us down every, yeah, every now school, and again. <laughs> schools aren't found like, uh, underage gambling, are they? No, no. So we started pretty early. And then another one we used to do was we used to go to Grimsby Golf Course and hide in the bushes and, and get the golf balls and sell them back to the golfers. That was quite a good one. <laughs> How much did you make for that? That was good. That was a good But We was making about five, ten pound a week in them days. That was good. Yeah. Good, good money. I think my mate still does it. <laughs> <laughs> He's forty-three. So now you're on uh, on to bigger ventures. Yeah. So Ishfish. Ishfish, yeah. So where did that come from? Um, Ishfish is a Ishfish is like all good stories. It started in the bar. Uh, this one was in Vietnam, and um, we I had another business before um, Ishfish with fish, but it was a byproducts thing, which was. Basically, nowadays, you can sell any part of the fish. Years ago, they used to um, cut the fillets and then throw the heads and then throw everything out. But 
Them days are gone now. It, there's, there's, there's more money probably in the byproducts than there is actual fish because of the Chinese market and Vietnam and places like that. That the, the heads of the salmon will go to China and Vietnam to put in soups. Even the, even the swim bladder, which is the back of the fish, is getting used now for Chinese medicine and stuff like that. So, so there's a massive market and it's a good business. And my partner, um, Joel Creasy, he's got a company called Grinsby Byproducts that does that. But So I had a part of that business, but it, it was nothing, you know, with the world now with social media and um, everything else, you couldn't really, I didn't want to put pictures of salmon heads on my uh, Facebook not, page. Not that appealing <laughs> for social media. No, exactly, yeah. So, but, so we was, so we was, the ish fish thing started was basically at the gym I go to, um, one of the lads said to me, oh, can you get me a box of fish? If I give you 30 pound a week, I don't really know what fish I really like or anything, but if you can put some fish in a box, uh, if I get 30 pounds worth of fish off you a week, and I was like, well, it's not really what I do, but it's not a bad idea that. So we went to Vietnam because we were selling salmon heads out there, and, uh, I think I was in the lobby and um, one of my mates said something about it. And I was waiting for Joel. Joel came down and I said, yeah, these kids keep asking me about boxes of fish. And um, I think Joel said, ish, fish, because the Grinsby town sing it. <laughs> in this, aren't and we was laughing and uh, he said, yeah, I was thinking about that. And literally within an hour, we'd had it all planned out. Well, I'd, what we thought was going to planned out, getting a new office, getting new things. And I said, right, I'll finish my side of the byproduct stuff and I'll concentrate on this. You carry on with your your business and let's let's put some proper planning into it when we get home. So it started at one o'clock in the afternoon in Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City, and then you know ever since then it's been going pretty good. So so when when was that when you were in Vietnam? That was that was last year in February. <clears throat> oh wow, last year. Yeah, last year in February. Yeah, it feels like Ish Fish has been around a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does actually. It does. It does to us. We 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 ha- we haven't. We didn't even really start trading until uh, June as well. So we didn't. We didn't start. Basically, I didn't want to. When we said we decided we're going to do it, I said, right, let's do this properly. So we put four months planning into it, getting our recyclable boxes right, getting our coolant wool. Because predominantly, fish is sold in polystyrene boxes. Yeah, and I've got no interest in doing yeah, anything like that. Again, a really bad rap at the minute, aren't they? Yeah. think people won't, they won't move with the times They're like no fish comes in polystyrene fish has dry ice and it doesn't have to you know it doesn't have to be like that so so i said right let's do it let's find out the best recyclable materials we can use let's find out we run tests with with temperatures you know because obviously it's going to be um delivered mail order and stuff like that so we wanted to make sure that all the all the fish would stay really cold without using chemicals like dry ice and things like that we wanted to use we had to use ice packs, what you could reuse again. The coolant wool you can reuse again. People can make all sorts of stuff out of that. The boxes go straight in the recyclable bin. So so I think we're proud of what we've done there so far. I mean... Cause I th- these are... Because I've seen the boxes. Yeah. So they're, um, they're plastic, aren't they? But they're, yeah. res- they're fully recyclable. Fully recyclable, yeah. Yeah. That was important to us that, you know, once you got your box... Um, you could put it straight in the straight in the recyclable bin, and it could be recycled for anything really. And that, and we worked with a local company with that as well, saying, right, this is what is the best material to do that with, mm. and and the cost. Obviously, the I think that I think that probably a lot of things with fish is is the cost, but we would go that extra cost 
at the profit just to make sure because with my sailing and stuff like that i've seen all the damage that's done with the plastic in the waters and in the mediterranean it's terrible so it's important to us <laughs> i want to ask what sort of what sort of things did you see in the med well in the med the med's basically a bowl of water that flushes in from the atlantic in and out and around italy and then places like that it's, it's really really bad the pollution and the plastic and stuff yeah i mean it, it, the coast of near Capri is one of one of the most beautiful places in there, but you I mean you you won't go five yards up seeing a plastic bag in the water there. Oh, wow! Yeah, the water's really bad. So, oh. Yeah. Well, hopefully that will change. Um, yeah. And it's nice to see a company say that they'll go that extra mile. It comes out of the profit. Yeah. <clears throat> it's good for the environment. It's good for the customer, I guess. That they, yeah. They're going to get a box that they could either reuse or recycle. Yeah, because polystyrene is—you can't recycle that. Can no, you? you can't recycle it. And and, but also, if you think, if you're thinking on the customer's behalf as well, you don't want a big polystyrene box coming to you. Well, I mean, we we actually we ordered we ordered from most fish companies before we started before we started because we wanted to say, look, let's have a look how the other people are doing. And we couldn't believe it. We were just getting these big boxes of polystyrene and really, really like bad offcuts of fish and stuff like that. You know, so we just was like, right, okay. <clears throat> We can't do it like this. We can't do it like that. We can't do it like this. And so far, everyone's been really, you know, really appreciative of the way that you can always recycle everything. And I've heard a lot of good things about ish fish. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's nice to see. So what what else does ish fish do that the others don't? You you spotted some kind of difference. Well, I think what 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 you know our, our plan is really. I think there's a lot of choice. Maybe not with fresh fish, but there's a lot of choice of everything in nowadays. So we just want to be better at looking after the customers, more customer care, more feedback. You know, we've got a really good thing at the minute where we say, "Look, take a picture of, take a picture of your fish, or send us your recipe," and and that seems to be really bit good. And people are saying, "Oh," and it's almost like they're going, and then we repost it and say, "Look, this is what Janet did last night," and they go, "Oh, great!" And the friends are going, "Oh, that looks great, Janet," and stuff like that. So I think. More interactive kind of thing with mm. our customers. Right, we don't want to just we don't just want to sell you some fish and then that's it. We want to just say right, okay, form a nice relationship or you know. And you're doing a lot of this stuff online because the correct if I'm wrong, the business model you've got is that people go online, they pick the do they pick the type of fish or yeah. just the the set boxes. So you you've got you've got a choice of I think there's eight or ten boxes on there. And then you've got a thing called Cash Your Own Net, which is all of our fish that we supply. And you can choose, you can make it bespoke, basically. So you can say, right, that box here has got smoked haddockin, but I don't like smoked haddock, so I'm going to put in salmon, you know, cod or whatever. So so you can choose what you want, really. And do they buy one off or is it recurring? Um, you can you can, you can can sign up for it to be there every month or you can just buy it once. But, but the good, the thing that is really impressing us so far is that once people have ordered they usually order again so hopefully we're doing something right with that yeah 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 you need those repeat customers yeah definitely so are you um is your business model to grow it i mean is it national already you ship it's national anywhere yeah. in the uk yeah and yeah. does all that fish come locally from grimsby yeah everything comes locally from grimsby i mean i got sent uh i got sent a message over there on linkedin and i think it's important that you you don't just put everything that you know. Like some woman has said, "Oh, you said, um, you said that your fish is 
uh, your fish is all from Grimsby. This salmon's from Scotland. I said, no, the fish is sourced in Grimsby. We we don't, we're not buying fish from, we're buying it from Grimsby, from the market here. You know, it's like, so it's, we're not, we're not trying to kid anybody. It's Scottish salmon, but we're not, we're not buying it from Scotland. We're buying it from Grimsby, which, you know, which will help the local economy around here, you know? Yeah. I was going to say to when you buy a Louis Vuitton handbag from Manchester, it's not from Louis Vuitton. It's not from France. It's from... <laughs> so what's the big plan for Ish Fish going forward? Uh, I think we just see it. We just want to make it a really big brand, a really big company that we can be all be proud of. And yeah, I just want to keep... Just gonna, uh, Every month it grows and we've got a chart in our office which keeps plotting that growth, growth, growth. And I just, you know, we just want to keep going, keep going, see how we get on. It's not easy, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine this chart. So it's like, a, is it like a printed chart you've got on your wall? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's just a plan. And we, and, you know, I'm I'm quite, we've got like with, with Joel and with Richie who works for us as well, who's a really good salesman and stuff like that. Quite hard. We're quite hard on each other. I'm hard on myself, like, Come on, boys. Let's keep. We've just got to keep moving this forward. You know what I mean? Keep, keep to try and keep to the plan on the wall. Keep pushing it. Everything every day. We think. Of, I mean, in in eight months, we've probably we've had we've probably had a hundred ideas about you know ways to do things and implement them and stuff like that. So I just don't want to run out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got a hundred, you'll be going for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So you you said uh, you've got a plan on the wall. So yeah. is that Figuratively, or you've actually got a plan, a business plan, kind of yeah, where you want to be and yeah, and yeah. So month month by month, about you know, growing our email list, about growing our customers, about growing our feedback, pictures. So yeah, so we've got we have yeah, we're, we're trying to stick to the plan and stuff, but also just to try and provide the best service we can. And you know, we've we call we call people back now. I think because a, a thing we do a bit different as well, which is good, is like the local market, so 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 we want the, the people to get the freshest fish all the time. If that fish is not there, people will just send anything. You know what I mean? So what we do now is, if the fish say like say like the halibut's not the best or they're not not the freshest, we won't just send that. We will bring the customer and say, look, we're, we're down here, we're buying fish. We don't think this halibut's up to our standard today. Do you want to wait till tomorrow or do you want us to send you something else? Do you know, like just given that option and that, and I've never rung anybody back who hasn't been like, oh, that's great. Well, thanks for letting me know. You know, it's like, we don't just send them anything. We'll, we'll ask. Yeah. It's because you care. Care. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it is. I think that if, if someone was to ring me and say, oh, we have something, but it's not to our mm. standard. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine Tesco doing that. They're just no. going to, sh- I mean, they shove stuff in that's not even on the order, right? Yeah. On, I've heard people say. Yeah. Yeah. They ask for tomatoes and they get yeah. peppers or something. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I was we, a girl who works for a supermarket. I won't mention the name. Uh, a fish stall on there. They um, they did a study and they and the fish stall does really well. And they did a study and they found that that people was like loved the fish and just went and bought the fish and then came out. So they shut the fish stall because this supermarket don't want you just to go and eat buy fish off them. They want you to buy everything else. <laughs> so they shut the so they shut it, fish yeah. door. Yeah, and it was like a real profitable... Thinking that what? People are going to come in and get fish and go, oh, it's gone, oh, well, yeah, I'll buy some yeah. bread. Well, it just shows you how they operate, the wow. big companies, where they go, right, okay, people are buying fish. We're making lo- lots of money on it, but we want them to be buying 
sugar puffs as well and people aren't doing that so there was like right should it should the fish start what and i think that's happening a lot you know madness yeah it just shows doesn't it um so your background was in sailing yeah now my background was all sorry my background was always fitness so um i was boxing since i've been about 14 15 and stuff like that um and then i was playing football quite a high level and stuff and then so and then i worked to i worked on the north bank in grinsby at scm chemicals and saved a bit of money up and went traveling and i think traveling's a was the thing that opened my eyes to you know that might be a bit different out there so i went to australia singapore bali and then when i came back i got stuck like stuck in the same rut so i said right okay we went we went i think we'd seen some program about miami or something and me and the girlfriend at the time and my friend and his girlfriend said, right, let's just, let's go. So we packed up our bags and we decided on a Friday and then the following Friday was in Miami. No job, no nothing, bit of money saved up. And, um, but I was always training. So I was always running on the beach. I was always going to the gym all the time, training and training. And then there was used to be, there was a real big hill in Fort Lauderdale and I was running up there one day. And the following night I was in some, I was in a bar and some guy said, are you that idiot who just keeps running up that big hill all the time? <laughs> I said, oh yeah. And he said, right, I need somebody fit and strong who's going to help me move some sails tomorrow on a sailing boat. I'd never been sailing before in my life before that. So, okay. So I went down and I went to the marina and I helped him move sails. And, and I think we worked from eight o'clock in the morning until 12 o'clock at night. He said, I'll come back tomorrow. Did the same long, really long days because it was, it was, it was getting ready to um, take the boat from Miami to the south of France. And then, after about four days, he said, oh, do you want to come with us? And I said, oh, yeah, okay. So he said, right, it's going to take about three weeks to get from Miami to south of France. I said, oh, right, okay. Still didn't really think, know what I was signing up for. So I went home, put some stuff in my bag, uh, went back to the boat. And then the first day, well, the first night we went through um, the Gulf Stream, which is about 20 miles off the coast of Florida, which is quite rough. And I realized I didn't really have any clothes. I thought it was going to be hot and sunshine all the day. <laughs> Didn't have any clothes really with me, proper clothes. Um, was getting smashed around by these big waves. Never really been in any big seas or anything like that. And uh, I thought, oh God, I've got three weeks of this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first night, put straight on watch. Right, this is a steering wheel. This is, we want to, you need to go 140 degrees this way and all that stuff. So it was a real baptism of fire. But so that, that three weeks was, was a big eye opener. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> It was funny. Some funny stories, like like one night in the middle of the night, I was um, I was on watch. It was pitch black in the middle of the Atlantic, and um, I was sailing away. It was about three o'clock in the morning, and I felt this big smash in my face. Went flying backwards, fell on the floor, and you get a lot of the flying fish in the middle of the Atlantic. There's there's no light, so they go for the nav lights, which is behind you. So there's a red and green light, and they fly towards these nav lights. So. One night I got knocked out by a, a flying fish. <laughs> I always tell that story. I tell my lad that story. And he still don't believe me, but yeah. So it was a. So funny how old big trip. is this fish? Um, like a. They're about they're about twelve inches long or something like that. But these, you know, it's a flying fish. But yeah, it flew like it flew out, out and I, I'm probably fifteen foot off the water line. Yeah, it's pretty high. Yeah, whack straight in my face. Yeah, Ouch. I couldn't see properly for like, it pushed my eyeball back. I couldn't see properly for about three oh, days. <laughs> that wow. was my first story with a fish. Did you find the fish? Was it still on deck? Yeah, I killed it. 
Yeah, I, I was going to say if you uh, if you went back in the sea and you told everyone and there was no sign of a fish. Like... <laughs> well, you can smell them. They stink. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was yeah, that was a funny story. But yeah, so so that took about three weeks, and then so then we get to south of France, and um, I must have done quite a good job because the the kid who was the captain said to me, um, "Oh, we're going to do a we're, we're going to do a race in a few." months time can you come back and help do the same move sails this boat was like 80 foot 80 foot race boat and uh, i said yeah i could do it. i still i was still thinking ah oh, what this is a bit silly this isn't a real job and I was getting paid i was getting paid quite well but i still was thinking i don't know if i'll go back it's a bit silly this is not i need to go back on kanoko or some you know get a proper job because at that age that's kind of um, and the way you brought up in grinsby is a bit like i try and I try and speak to people now about my kids to my kids. So you're almost when I was growing up, you had to go and try and get an apprenticeship on Kanoko LOR. That was no other thing you could do. Like every career advisor said, you need to get yourself on Kanoko and stuff. And if you go on there, you you know you realise you don't need to be going on there. <laughs> so yeah, so that's so he said, oh, I'll come back. So I went back, did a race. The guy who owned the boat which we'll talk about in a bit with Business Wise, was a really good guy, English guy, who became a good friend and stuff. And he said, oh, oh, you did a good job. And he was like, you know, because I was with America's Cup winners. I was with Olympic sailors. And there was just me there. And I was saying, who, who's, this, who's this kid? And I remember something to me, oh, did you do the last Olympics? I said, what? <laughs> I watched it. I didn't do it. So it was, uh, but I was lucky them guys was really good guys. And like, lifelong friends still, I still sail with them all the time I was sailing with them last week and stuff so they sort of like took me under the wing a bit and then the owner said right I'm going to buy a proper race boat next year and then we're going to go racing all over the world and that's kind of how it really started yeah it's a funny old story did you win? yeah we won everything we won um, we won all the big offshores there's a really famous race in England called the uh, Fastnet race we won that um, we won the Middle Sea race we won yeah, we basically won every every big big race really. So and that kind of stood me stood me in good stead because I've been on these amazing boats with big wins and stuff like that. So yeah, no, it's good. So you got some medals and some trophies at home. Got Rolex. <laughs> oh, is that what they gave you for winning? Yeah, yeah. that's not a bad. Well, price. That, yeah, the, the the owner uh the owner said we was at dinner one night before the fastnet and and the owner always gets a Rolex. And uh, we said to him, look, if you get one, we should all get one. And he said, well, we're not going to win this race because it's quite a hard race to win. So if you, but if we do, I'll buy you all one. There was 24 of us and we won. So we bought 24 of That was pretty good. I'm surprised he didn't like put the anchor down last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite funny. And then we had um, we had a guy come from Switzerland from Rolex and he did it at Soho House. And we had this big night of dinner and then... The guy, Rolex guy, handed us all our Rolexes, did our fittings and stuff like that. So, yeah, so it's good. He kept his promise. Yeah. Sounds like a, like a good guy. He is a good guy, yeah. 24 <laughs> Rolexes is a big bill. <laughs> Isn't it, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, so who was this guy? Was he, a, I mean, if he was buying people Rolexes for winning a race, yeah. buying a new, I mean, he was, must have been pretty wealthy. Was he yeah. a he's, business owner? Yeah, he's, well, yeah, he's, he's called Charles Dunstan and he owns... Um, he started off. I mean, he's he started off with nothing, and he and he started Carphone Warehouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he's um, Talk Talk, and now he owns um, Five Guys Burgers, and he's and he's and he's become a really you know that was 
that was my first job in sailing 18 years ago and he's become a real good friend and a very inspirational kind of guy to look up for, you know, business-wise. He's just a brilliant guy, nice to everybody, obviously very smart and, yeah, he's become a bit of a, I wouldn't say a mentor, but, you know, if, if you text him now, he'll, he'll text you straight back. He replies to you, I mean, he must have a thousand emails a day, a thousand, but if, if you need help, he's, he's got your back, you know what I mean? So have you, did you use him as, I'm just thinking, if I was spending three weeks on a, on a, a yacht or a yeah. boat, um, I'd be asking him all sorts of tips and advice. Yeah. Did you do that? Did you pester him? Yeah, I do, I do, <laughs> I do it all the time. I, I asked him the other week, I was like, can we, because um, he's probably got 10,000 employees, can I um, come and speak to all your employees about it? He's like, ah, that's against protocol, but I'll try and get you. <laughs> and, and, and I send him fish all the time. And and it's a good mark of how goodish fish is because obviously, you know, he's a billionaire and he's like, This fish is amazing. And and, and them guys have the you know, I work for billionaire they're all billionaires basically, a lot of them. And, you know, they have the best produce all the time. And if they're saying our fish is good, then that stands us in quite good stead because they don't they don't people don't you know, on the yacht, the big thing is eating dinner and impressing the friends and stuff so it's always good produce on yacht yeah i can imagine lifestyle yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. we've all seen the, the tv shows <laughs> yeah so where, where do you reckon um the kind of future in fishing is i know it's a bit of a hot topic around yeah. here uh, well i mean for 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 the people like the people i who are who i'm really good friends with and stuff like that who have done like two of my mates, uh, one's 52, one's 60. They've been working on the Grimsby docks and it's been 13. So they know a lot about what goes on and fishing and stuff. And I think the thing is, everyone, I mean, I don't want to talk about Brexit, but I think everyone was, was voting Brexit. And a lot of people were saying, oh yeah, it's our fishing industry. But there isn't really a fishing industry in a way of boats and stuff. I think I think people go, oh, you know, we get our quotas back and our and our and our fishing waters back then. But we need there's a lot of work to be done before that. We need to start building fishing boats. You know, Spain and France probably got fifty times more boats than us, you know what I mean? So that's what the that the wit that's what they're saying. They're saying all that stuff in you know, when when this was the busiest port in Europe in, in the seventies, there was there was fishing boats then. But as it all declined, a lot of them boats have been scrapped and a lot of people, fishermen, you know don't do that anymore and where that so I think there's a big industry I think obviously you can make it great again but you just there's going to be a lot you have to build a lot of boats maybe your next business <laughs> yeah, boat yeah. building welder <laughs> <laughs> so you um, you listed Shoe Dog as a, a book you've been reading recently mm, yeah another very inspirational story yeah, of um, the guy who founded Nike yeah any takeaways from that anything you found interesting um the struggle i mean it's about i mean what i mean it's a it's a great book in it i mean the bit where he said that we were saying over 175 million dollars and we still didn't have any money to pay anybody is a bit a bit crazy but yeah i mean i think a lot of these people a lot of the books and they say the same you just when you have a successful business you're just putting out fires every day aren't you you know and i, and I think that guy put out a lot of fires. yeah it can it can feel like that yeah. Um, I don't think anyone sets out to do that. Yeah. Sometimes it feels good. Putting yeah. Out fires here, but oh, five days a week. Yeah. 
it's uh it's tough yeah so you yeah. do you feel like you're putting out fires a lot of ish fish is there a lot of uh um reaction or is a lot of kind of um yeah i think so a, l- a little bit but i think um i'm definitely i definitely learn how to deal a bit, a bit better now it's i think at first it's a bit overwhelming and oh wow we need this and we had a few things where the deliveries didn't go right and a few things where they didn't turn up and you know, oh, and then we're driving all over the country, me and Joel, because we, you know, we want to, we don't want to lose these people, these customers, but we've sorted that out now. But yeah, I think at first you were a bit overwhelmed by it, but I think as you get more and more into it, you're like, right, okay, what do we need to do? Bang, let's do it. Is that what we need to do? Who do we need to call? Who do we, you know, yeah. Yeah. You'll probably know a lot more than me with more employees. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, what, what, what's the hardest thing about running a business for you guys? What do, you, um, what do you struggle with? Struggle with? I, I think, I think the well, we've changed now, but I think the, I think you do all the hard work. So you buy the fish, you do all the packaging, you do, you make sure everything's everything right. You label everything, and then you just you basically hand it over to a delivery driver. That's the kind of bit I don't really like because I think you just because you've got all that control and you've done everything right, and then you just hand it over to a guy, and then you think, oh. Do you know what I mean? It, obviously, he's not going to think about the same thing as you about, oh, man, that's some nice fish in there and stuff. So I think that's the biggest thing at first. But we have, we've, we've changed over now to a different company and they've been really good. But I think ultimately, I think you need to do that bit yourself as well just to make sure everything is always spot on. You're always in control of that, which is hard. <laughs> yeah. Or um, you go the Amazon route and, yeah, you know, yeah. their customer service is don't understand how it's you know it's it's good but it's good because of how much they let the customer get away with yeah um so i think if delivery drivers for amazon yeah. don't meet their expectations there's no kind of we'll give you a couple strikes it's like that's it like you're done yeah it's their their expectations for how you know how quickly stuff's delivered yeah, yeah. when it's on time yeah you know all their infrastructure with the signing it and yeah it's it's amazing absolute uh, miracle and if you ever drive past that amazon warehouse oh, yeah, near crazy. doncaster you just you see driving. the amount of lorries just constantly going in yeah, and yeah. out it, oh, otherworldly in terms of yeah yeah um operational and you just um, keep driving you're still going past that aren't you it's crazy it's huge yeah it's, it's huge. massive and if you and the front's not the biggest part if you look down the side how long yeah. it is um oh god imagine being in the warehouse yeah yeah apparently um i saw an advert strangely that they were advertising this but um amazon do free tours oh yeah you can apply yeah. to get a go and do a tour of their fa- of their um, warehouse yeah brilliant yeah yeah i want to do it um for two reasons one i want to see how they do it yeah but also two i want to see how how Which stuff's in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah see if there's anything that you can uh you can kind of get any of the latest tech or anything like that but, yeah um no, I want to go see if the staff are happy. Yeah. Because one of the things that I was, I've read all sorts of stuff about Amazon, good and bad, and most of it bad, yeah. about how the staff are overworked and they've, they're given timers and if they're not, you know, running and meeting yeah, yeah. These, these timers saying, you've got to get this product, uh, product picked from this area and put it in this basket in this time frame. And people are literally having to run across, like, that 24 well i guess nine to five five is a week people are going to be burnt out stressed yeah. Probably. i'm surprised it's, i'm surprised it's allowed to happen really well that yeah there's there's all sorts of 
those sorts of questions yeah. popping up now. But Amazon's so big, it's like, yeah, what can and it do? And 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 the more you read about, it, the more you realise it's just only going to get bigger and bigger, isn't it? Once once everything's everything's voice activated, and they and Amazon say to Colgate, you'll be if somebody orders toothpaste, you'll be the you'll be the toothpaste that's going to cost you a billion dollars a year. You know, it's crazy. I, I mean, they could just. I mean, I'm buy some Amazon shares. I think it's going to keep going. Not a bad it? idea. <laughs> it is though, isn't it? You think about jeans. If they say to Levi, you be that jean. You know, it's they can. They've got such a monopoly in it now, aren't they? It's it's mental. Someone the other day was saying Bezos is worth something like 150 billion. Yeah. Um, let's Google it. He's having a boat built at the minute. Yeah, yeah he's into yeah, sailing, isn't he? Yeah. I th- he, somebody's some the, the mast are like. I think the masts are like 30 or 40 million quid each or something like that, just for the mast. He's having like a massive sailing boat. Yeah. He's worth 152 billion, so he can probably afford a really nice boat. Yeah. Um, Whether or not he sails it or has a crew that does it for him, oh, he just sits on the deck. There'll be there'll be 80 people or something like that. On that but boat. if you've got that sort of money and net worth and Amazon's, yeah. you know, it's just, it's probably the next five years, there'll be some interesting stuff. I know they've talked about drones delivering stuff. Yeah. They've got all this automated technology they're trying to work on in the warehouses. So it'd be cool to go see that. Yeah. And if the tours are free, I mean... Yeah. I think a girl... Who, I know a girl uh, from here who used to work for Amazon and she was arranging tours, yeah. We should do it. It'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, we should take like a minibus full of people from Grimsby. <laughs> a few <laughs> cans of on the way down. Yeah. That'd be good. I mean, do, would you... Could you sell stuff through Amazon? I don't know, actually. We probably could, couldn't we? Yeah. Sure, I, I did. I looked at it at first, but I thought maybe we'll just like jump in the gun a bit. Let's just try and make sure our systems, everything. Yeah, your operations would need to be. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, absolutely flawless. Yeah, yeah, but I, used to, I did look at it, but I think that might be a bit down the line. Yeah, future plans. Put it on yeah. the on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but amazing company. I mean, Jesus, it's unreal, isn't it, to say that he start. I mean, is that is that famous picture of him in that office with the Amazon sprayed? Have you seen the picture? Yeah, the um, it's like this this dishevelled office, and yeah. it says Amazon Books or something, and he's he's got like a yeah, I think he it's got like a, it's not even a desk, it's like a like a wallpaper <laughs> yeah, pacing table he's using. Yeah, yeah, yeah people that's uh, that, and also a lot of his early interviews are always quoted about success, but and this this is uh, th- those sorts of people like him and Musk, I think they're like one in a million. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Every day, and just saying nah. to people, "Oh, just work hard, and you'll get yeah. Amazon." Nah, I don't think it's quite like that. No, it's definitely not, is it? I mean, the, the, I, I see the interview with Elon Musk on uh, Joe Rogan, and he said, uh, "I love that quote." And he goes, "You don't want to be me." You know, like you imagine his mind is just constantly ticking. He said, "Oh, you don't, you don't want to be me." And I thought it was quite a good quote because, you know, he's a super intelligent guy, and there must be some weird thoughts going through his mind every. I think he's quite tortured. Um, probably his own mind and ideas. Yeah. I don't really think he gives a no. shit about business. No. I don't really think I don't think he's bothered about uh, if I do this, the stock price is going to fall. I think he does care about his employees. Yeah. Um, you hear stories about. I don't know if you've read the the biography of him. Like the stuff in there that he does care. Yeah. But um, I don't think he cares about traditional business sense. No. He wants to succeed, but yeah, I don't think he gives a. Crap. I mean, well, yeah. he sold PayPal and then used all the money to fund two yeah. other companies. 
he's not bothered about the stock pack. He's just not, do, yeah. He's not buying yachts. No, no. He's an interesting guy, but yeah, one in a million for regular business owners. Yeah. What would you say are like the three key things for starting a business? Uh, what, uh, what, like we've done, or just like generally that you've learned. I think you've got to be passionate about it. Mm. I think, I think, I was always looking for something to do, business wise, and 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 what happened was really was was the entrepreneurship stuff stopped a little bit when I started sailing because I was almost living this living this life of luxury. I mean, not luxury. We're sailing every day, but you you're almost living in their shoes. You're on the same yacht as them. You you know we do stay in hotels, but sometimes you stay on the yacht of them. Then you've got the speedboat taking you to work in the morning. You go into the best restaurants in Italy, France, Caribbean. So I think it dullened that stuff because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing this anyway. I'm getting paid to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like all the stuff what you strive to be, you know, do well for. So I think, yeah, that dulled it. And then all of a sudden I was like, I think maybe a little bit changed when I had kids and stuff. And I'd be happy to just go sailing. If I stay fit and strong, I could go sailing until 65, 70. And probably, you know what I mean? So I'm happy to do that. But but since I've started to fish, I'm like, no, I want to do, I want to make this brand. I want to be something the kids are going to be proud of. And, and just use a lot of knowledge I've learned. And, you know, when when you're sailing every day, everything's taken care of you. You have a chef, somebody makes you breakfast, somebody does all you could. All you're there to do is to win for the owner, win the race. And I think... Um, I have that mentality in business. I just want to do well. Get up. Let's get up. Get get at it. Do you know what I mean? Do well. Make everyone proud. And you know, we you're basically winning. You're trying to win every day. And if you do that, it it comes through a lot. Do you know? I I'm, I kind of take it from what you said already. You sound like you're pretty competitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Growing up, we you had to be a bit where I was from and stuff like that. You know, we just always football, boxing, everything was always competitive. And I think masculine and stuff like that. And I think I've definitely 100% changed over, over the last five or 10 years. You know, like you just, you had to, you had to go boxing because you had to learn how to fight. You had to play good at football because everybody else was good <coughs> at football and stuff. Do you know what I mean? But I think as you get older, you chill out a bit more with that kind of stuff and say, right, okay. I can listen to Lionel Richie now and not be too. <laughs> <laughs> bit of dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for for you, is the com- competitive side? Are you running towards the success or running away from the failure? Um, I think running away from the failure. I think, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not competitive. I don't go. I'm not going. I'm not looking at every other fish company and going. We need to smash them. I'm fighting against myself more. I want to be. I want you know. Don't, I don't want this to fail. This is gonna. This is gonna work. So it's more a competitive edge towards me, not. To, I'm not saying I want to be better than A or B or Hello Fresh or anything like that. It's just you know we're on our own journey kind of thing. Right. Do you beat yourself up when you don't hit goals and? Yeah, I think we had, we had a bit of a lull the other week, and I was with with because it'd be going going well and stuff, and you know I I think we're honest as well. We're not selling a million boxes of you know we're, we're not saying we're selling all this million boxes. We're not so be honest. But then the other week it just went really quiet. And I was like. I'm doing wrong. What is you know? And and I think you'll probably know it yourself. You just when you when it's your your baby, you'd right. Come on, what you know? What is going on here? But I think that's just you have that in business, don't you? You have the old rules and stuff. Yeah, the self analysation can drive you insane. Yeah, it's yeah. it's tough. Um, 
and the the worry. Well, that's usually what happens, especially in my head. So I'll analyze, yeah, and I'll think, oh god, we didn't do that as well, or this yeah. we missed, or try and figure out what, and then I'll worry, why yeah. is that slipped? Yeah, what? Why aren't we doing that? So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I have to almost kick myself out yeah. of that, that process because you just end up down this spiral, and you yeah. just it's very unless something externally happens i know you get a new yeah. sale or something picks up and it kind of jolts you out you have to really be self-controlling of your own mindset to say nope don't stop yeah. well worry is not going to help yeah like it's nice that you've got that kind of alert system but i found it doesn't really help just sat there wallowing in now in worry you just got to change something do yeah. something different get on with it yeah exactly even if you don't want to yeah it's just hard. And it's funny, and it's funny, and you'll know you'll know more than me, but I think you have more negative thoughts when you have your own business. Yep. I've never really had any negative. Yeah. I'm quite a positive. <laughs> I've never been, and I, you know, and you're like, oh, God. And, you, and I'm thinking, well, this is, and it's very new to me because I'm always, and I'm, and I'm, and it doesn't last for long because I'm, a po- you know, always positive and stuff like that. But especially when you, because you, you want to do well, you're like, oh, God, that's it, and, you know. So that's a big thing is fighting them every, every day. Right, come on, what are we doing here? Gotta do better. And is everyone on your team like that? Yeah, yeah, we've got a good team actually. I mean, there's not loads of us, but yeah, we've got a good how, team. How many? Um, we've got so there's, uh, there's me and Joel. We've got Richie. We've got a few people who help with the packing and the fish. But another thing as well, we because we're not we're not huge at the minute. We just do it all ourselves. So when this does become really big, it will really pay dividends because if somebody says, "Oh, I can't do it like this," we say, "Well, we've done that job." You can do it, you know. You can do it like this, and we'll we'll be not even that. We'll be able to help them out with it. Like this is how we did it. Like on a Thursday, we you know last week we did like sixty or seventy um, boxes and stuff like that, which is a lot to do between like three of us. But we've got a system. Do you know what I mean? And we've all got each other. And and with all with everyone we've got here, you're not just an employee. You're part of it. You know, it's like you keep saying to Richie, "You're our third guy in." You know what I mean? This, you know, this is this will pay you. This will pay dividends in the end. You're the third person that is fish. When there's a hundred of us, you'll be still be the third person. You know what I mean? And I want him to be. And he's he's actually good. He comes up with some good ideas and stuff like that. So it's he's part of it. Joel, you know, Joel's really good at the financial side and the um, and more of the day to day running. And I, and I like to concentrate on the marketing side and promotion. And every day I get up and go right. How can we make? Ish, how can we promote his fish a bit more? Who can we talk to today about his fish? Who can we, you know, that's why it's good to come on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do a count of how many times you said ish fish on the podcast. Um, so what's your daily routine then? You say you get up fairly early? Yeah, up at, yeah, um, up with the kids at 6.30. And then I'm usually at the office for like 10 to 8 or something like that. And then there's there's a lot of guys from the fish trade who drink, uh, have a coffee in the same place as us. So, Go down there, quick chat with them for 20 minutes and then into it really, sorting out what we've got to do for the day. A few meetings, um, ordering the fish, packing the fish, buying the fish. So, yeah. So it's good. Busy days, but it's it's good to be busy, isn't it? And most of your time, you said you focus on the marketing. Yeah. What sort of marketing channels are you guys using that, that work really well? Well, I take what... So when we started, it was like, right, this is an online company. And then we, I think we just kind of went, because we know so much, we know so many people in the fish and we know so much, we know how to get fish from anywhere. We can get, you know, any kind, any any time of the day, really. 
But then what we didn't have was any customers. So me and Joe said, right, yeah, we'll start this and we put this plan. And we went, oh, right, we ain't got any customers. How do you get customers? And we didn't, you know, with our other businesses, we didn't have marketing. We just used to bring A or B and say, right, we've got this. You say, okay, I'll give you this for it. We go, okay, put the phone down. Right, we can get this for it. So it was like trading a bit, you know. So then I was like, well, how are we going to get these customers? So that really, how it all started, you know, I said, right, okay, I'll take this bit on. I'll be in charge of getting those customers. You, you know, you take on the day-to-day other running and stuff, so. Had you done marketing and sales no, before? No, nothing. And so I basically did, I think we might have spoke before, I just started reading books, reading books, drawing on a few people I knew, like Charles, asking him about what's the best way he goes about advertising now and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And then just got immersed in it really about Facebook ads, you know, Google ads. And also a way, a way we've been doing it is rather than just go with a new, we'll, we'll go with the old as well. Like, because the biggest thing for us is to get people to try the fish. And once they've tried it, we usually, they'll usually order again. So, so we've got Rich use our salesman. He goes out, talks to people, says, oh, how about you try some haddock? And he's over in Hull at the minute. Uh, card and that's been that's been working really well because we've built up a quite a big network of people over there and then and then we we've got email you know the, the email chain going and stuff like that. so yeah so we're using the new and the old really you know there's two i think there's 250 fish fans a week leave here from grinsby going all over the country and so people want fresh grinsby fish so we just got to get the name out there more yeah i know quite a few people in London, order from companies up here, and they, you know, yeah, it's crazy daily down all yeah. the way to London with fish, which I was surprised. Yeah, um, yeah. I growing up, yeah. I was born in Grimsby, but didn't didn't live there. Yeah, so I was quite surprised when everyone was kind of saying, "Oh, yeah, Grimsby supplies, you know, all over the place." And yeah, I was like, well, That's why, crazy. why Grimsby? Yeah. But yeah, it's synonymous with just really good fresh fish. And, mm. Yeah, and I think that I think like that. The Billionsgate market in London and stuff like that is obviously massive. It's just massive. And I think if you don't know what you're doing, you get your pants pulled down there. That's the, that's the kind of feeling you get. Is that where they um, they send the apprentices? You yeah. Know, the, the TV show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they've got They the do get shafted big <laughs> yeah. time down there. <laughs> they've got the Barra boys and all that there yeah. and they're all nicking the fish and all that kind of stuff. So I think Grinsby's got quite a good reputation for that, quite an honest reputation. But like you say, you'd be on the motorway, you'd be in Manchester, you'd be in London, you'd be in Cardiff or something. You you not nearly always see a Grimsby fish fan go past you, yeah. So it's obviously popular. Well, I remember watching the Morrison's advert, and um, yeah, they were you know talking about local yeah. and sort of stuff, and then they said, "Oh, I'm fresh fish from Grimsby in yeah. this dot town." I was like, "Yeah, oh, I feel quite proud." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they mentioned Grimsby on this national yeah Morrison's advert. It was quite cool. Yeah, they're not they're not doing that for nothing. Are they? They're doing it because, it, because yeah, the obviously Grimsby's almost like a brand of of a fish now, isn't it? So. It's good for the area. Yeah, it's good for the area. It's it's weird because the more I've been looking at marketing and stuff, and and I think people want that personal touch, don't they? I mean, you'll know a lot more than me, but I see a Facebook ad the other day, and it was a trait that might have been at King's Cross or something, and it was the full length of the the full length of the um, of the wall, and it was a farmer with some vegetables. I was like, and then it said at the bottom, "Our oh, Facebook's helping small businesses." So they've obviously looked into that and gone right. People just don't want to see a big Facebook ad. They want to see a picture of a farmer and how it can help everybody. You know, and I thought it's interesting that they must have spent, they would have spent a lot of money looking at that. So paying the farmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who want the farmer? <laughs> yeah, probably not. No. Um 
So you, you said you're using Facebook um, yeah. advertising. Yeah, we're using Facebook ads, running them. So you you targeting, so you're yeah. using the actual uh, demographic information yeah. to say. Yeah. So who, what do you set them up with? Are you saying specifically a type of sex, age, location? Yeah, yeah, we did that and we did, obviously we've been so, so, you know, so you can do use anything, can't you? You can have come let's find guys with one arm now. It's like scary, that. yeah. It's scary, yeah. They so we've just been seafood lovers, but we did we did a lot of it at the first and we was miles out. We was going, right, let's hit an audience of 45 million and stuff like that. And you realize, you know, you're not, you need to build a smaller one and start building out. And I, 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 I mean, we haven't, we're not, I think we're starting to learn more and more and more about it now and stuff like that. And I think at first we probably wasted a lot of money like all people do oh, let's boost his post and that'll get us. And, and I was like, oh, we haven't really got anything off there. And we had an interesting one. We were sending some fish to um, a bodybuilding guy who, um, who was in a lot of movies and stuff. Nice guy and stuff. And he had, on Instagram, he had like 1.7 million uh, people on there. And he was literally, oh, this is the best fish. Fish is great. And he, it was really good. you know what I mean? And I was saying, we haven't seen anybody older. So, so it was like, you see, you start to learn bodybuilders want cheap protein. They don't want, they're not oh, okay. They want to go and buy 20, they want to go and buy 40 kilos of chicken for 20 quid or something. They don't care how they get that protein in. They just want that protein. So, so it was a good, all that stuff's been a good lesson to say, well, you might have 1.7 million people on there, but it's not going to be, that's not going to turn into sales because the people who are following them or bodybuilding people just want to go, I just want to pay 20 quid and get the, you know, as much yeah, meat as we can, yeah. You know? They're not interested in the mm. the quality stuff. Yeah. So who who is your target market? Who do you find buys from uh, you guys? Um, I think it's it's quite broad, but I tell you, I tell you, the the biggest fish eaters in the UK is older people. I think definitely. I think we. I mean, if I look through, if I look through our list, and I do quite a lot, it's definitely older people. And I think, um, they just love fish. Older people. I mean, if you go on any any fish market you know, in any town or something, it's always older people. So, so yeah, they've, they've been, they've been, and I think they're always trying to find, I think they've got a big distrust for supermarkets as well. And they're always, you know, we want our fresh fish from the market and stuff like that. And so it's definitely an older, older target, target audience, but also, you know, young professionals in London and stuff have been buying it and stuff. And people, I think, I think people are going off red meat a lot. The, the more, the more research goes onto it. So hopefully that'll, That'll help us. And Tesco's are shutting all the fish stores as well. So there's a few, hopefully. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you do you track um, your customer's spend, average spend, how yeah. many times they order? Are you going to that kind of granular yeah. Yeah. level? Yeah, and we've got, we, we, we run MailChip pretty good, pretty hard and stuff like that and targeting. And we have H- like how two, often are you sending emails? At the minute, once a week, but I'm not sure... To everyone, just blanket. Yeah, but we've got we we run a few competition we run a few competitions to find out what's the UK's favourite fish and and what people like and what people eat most. How many people in your family? It, it went really well. It was like I think we got two thousand people went on the first one and like fifteen hundred the second one. So we so we've got a good we've got a really good spec there of what people eat and what kind of fish. So we could even go down the we could even go down the route of putting them into. Right, this is haddock lovers. This is salmon lovers. But we've got to look at that kind of stuff. Yeah, segmentation 
it is you useful. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's de- definitely the way to if you really want to use email marketing like powerfully. Segmentation's great because it's the same as what you said about Facebook ads. You're just yeah. getting the right information to the yeah. right person. Yeah, and with all the personalization uh, that you can do with them now, yeah, you could build an email that goes out to out all your list. Yeah, comes across as if it's specific. Yeah, to them. So you know, if you if I was to get an email saying, "Oh, hi, Liam. We know you love Haddock, and we've got a special offer on that." Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Like that to me, I'm thinking what. Well, you know, they know they know me inside out. Like yeah. it's a one to one, it. yeah, rather open. than a one yeah. to many. It's yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm, you know, like we're just speaking yeah. on the phone or, or whatever live chat. I feel like the email's more to me. Yeah, and I see a lot more of that now. Um, yeah, the companies that are doing it well go beyond just the high insert first name here. Yeah, and then yeah, the, yeah. the rest of the emails exactly the same. There was a couple of years ago. Um, we were working on some campaigns, and you could do specific imagery. Yeah, so. Um, there was a bit of setup, inv- setup involved and yeah. it was a bit technical, but essentially rather than just text um, being different, you could personalize an image. So it could be like, uh, I don't know, a picture of a, a Christmas gift and yeah. there's the um, the name card on top of the Christmas gift and you yeah. could have dear and then it would, through this programmatic yeah. algorithm, take the first name, write it in this special font, create the graphic, ah, stick it in cool. email. So the e- it would create you know, 10,000 images yeah. with personalized Im- uh, name cards in the image, yeah. which obviously would take a human forever to do. Yeah. And it would just do it, you know, and it would take a couple of minutes to, to whiz through them, but yeah. it would do it, send them out, and everyone would get these emails. It would be like, oh, look, get your next Christmas gift. Or yeah, it's, it's really good. Really, really clever. Yeah, and it, it, that would work, wouldn't it? Well, if it's personalized, you've got a yeah. better shot. Because I think people know now, you know, the people are very, very good at picking up on, even if they're not in an the industry marks yeah, yeah. however they'll they'll see from what they're getting in their inbox yeah what's going on so yeah. they get used to seeing stock imageries um, imagery of you know a model yeah it's not the person who works at your company it's the model because i saw her yeah. on some other company's website she was doing dentistry last week she's doing a yeah. diy course this it's week a bit, mm, they get yeah. they get really they kind of switched on so i don't think people are dumb so if they see the same sort of stuff and it's not different, it's not unique, it just kind of becomes yeah. noise. You just ignore it. Yeah, exactly. So you'd you'd recommend to do that maybe the more personalization or the more different you can be. Yeah. Unless it's different to the point where it just makes no sense. Yeah. Then yeah, why not? Mm. Yeah, because no, it's I was this, it's, about the other day actually. You know, you get so direct mail is kind of having a bit of a resurgence. So everyone thought print would die. Yeah. And we were kind of like, yeah, you know, we're all digital. Yeah, print, yeah, yeah. Print's not yeah. the way to do it. But because everyone shifted so rapidly to digital, digital, we found like direct mail printed hard copy stuff still has, yeah. is, it has impact and also kind of works. Yeah. So we'll send, um, we'll send like little packs out to people. Um, you know, we do we do it in our way. So it's like yeah. a red envelope. Yeah. Handwritten your, card, yeah. our card um you know we put a leaflet in there or a brochure or, or um, one thing that people really seem to love at the minute is notebooks right so we've got these notebooks and um, rather than just be boring and saying you know the laser red notebook yeah um we we kind of put on the front of it i think it says um oh, hold on this one is it says my secret plan to conquer oh, the that's world cool. yeah, which yeah, yeah. you know it's not it's good. It's cool. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a cool. lot of people look at that, especially in business, and go, "Ah, oh, yes, I will use that." Yeah, to, yeah, exactly. To yeah, yeah. All my secret plans, and it's a little bit different. People like it. Um, 
But it's a great way to get your brand because that's if somebody's traveling with that, your brand's traveling with it as well. We see it? a lot of people with them now. Yeah, people yeah. that I didn't even realize we gave them to. Yeah, um, they're gonna give me one. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you one. <laughs> yeah, we get some people ask for them on social media, so yeah. they become a bit of a, a nicety. It's cool, actually. It's cool. The red's good, isn't it? Yeah, it stands out. Um, yeah, yeah. That's kind of one of the. I'm a big believer in brand. Yeah, you've got to. Apparently, got water to, bottles are good. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. So you've got your your big water bottle. Well, um, yeah. My this is my wife's. My, my lad broke my last one, but yeah. Yeah. I if you get a good quality one, I think yeah. I think people are definitely yeah on that. Um, everybody seems to have a water bottle in their hand nowadays, don't they? It's yeah. Yeah. Some people for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, I know plastic plastic bottles obviously have got big bad reputations. So people yeah. are trying to, I think, do it for that reason. Yeah. Um, and maybe just be more healthy and drink more. I definitely yeah. need to follow suit. But when it comes to marketing, branding is is the first thing. Yeah. I think you've got to nail. If you don't have a brand and you yeah. just marketing with no kind of common thread or common message, common story. Yeah. It just becomes almost confusing to a customer. Yeah. They don't seem they can understand yourself fish. Yeah. But they don't know why they should buy it from you. Yeah. So I think brand is where you've got to start. Yeah, because I was I was reading I was reading last night and I thought it's a good analogy. If you buy like an half inch drill bit, you're not buying the drill bit. You're drying. You're buying the, the hole. hole. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've heard that. Yeah, it's brilliant. It makes hey. sense. And then no you, and one then, buys a drill bit. No, because they want a drill. You're because yeah. you want the hole, and the hole is because you want to put the shelf up because your your bedroom's cluttered, and then yeah. you feel good once you. And I thought that's a brilliant way to like think about your company in it. You're trying to sell. You know, I don't want to bore people with a picture of fish every day. We want to. We want to say, look, this is linked to a nice, healthy lifestyle. This is, you know, what I mean, this is a great. Your family could have your family round and have do some great salmon. Do you know what I mean? And I think I, I see a lot of companies doing it, and, and and now I'm more awakened to the marketing side. I just think they they're just like sell, sell. We bang, buy this, buy that, buy that, and I don't. And you like you just said, you're not building your brand doing that, are you? You don't you don't see like Coca Cola and all these big nah. brands that are huge nah. say Bye. Coke on yeah. offer. Yeah. You know, twenty percent off well, yeah. buy buy one get one free tomorrow. Yeah. It, they never promote promotions. They promote uh, well, Coke try and promote a lifestyle. Yeah. Which I think is completely just full of lies. Yeah, because it's, it's no, <laughs> no, it, like all these beautiful, happy people with yeah. amazing teeth drinking Coke. Like they don't do yeah. that. No. Um, so that's probably a bad example, but a lot of these other brands, you know, GoPro, they do it fantastically yeah, they well. Yeah. Um, to the point now where they basically all their marketing is just their customers. Yeah. Um, promoting it for them through video creation and yeah, and all the other stuff. Um, they do do specific things like they'll yeah. use influence influencers like um, uh, Ken Ken Block, you know, the, the yeah kind of race car rally car driver, and he does videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um. Some of the, I mean, some of their stuff, that some of their pictures and that, the way they've got, um, I see one the other week, there's a, there's a camber van, it's somewhere like a wire, something like the GoPro's back, and it, it just, you just, it was brilliant, the way they set it all out, and it just, it's like the outdoor living, and there's, a, there's another company that do um, coolers called, uh, they're unbelievable, everyone's wearing the caps, the t-shirts, Everyone's everyone in America's got the cups, yeah. And they're sell, they're not they're selling coolers, but yeah. they're selling the outdoor lifestyle. I'm gonna be with my friends this weekend. I'm gonna, you know what I mean, that's it. They're selling a story, aspirational, yeah. 
they they're usually the ones that do it the best because at, at the end of the day they're selling what um a device to keep alcohol probably yeah drinks yeah. and food cold yeah. yeah i can't if someone said to me wear this cap and i would say why and they said well we this keeps drinks cold i don't yeah you i don't know that. why i'd wear that yeah but yeah. if they sell it from the other perspective of that's that's not what we sell. What we sell is the fact that you can go and have a barbecue on the beach and yeah. everyone's going to enjoy a nice cold beer. Yeah. That's branding. That well, that's branding and message. So they're not yeah. selling the 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 thing. Yeah. They're selling the after of the thing. The yeah. thing you get after you have it. So you buy this and then you can do a barbecue on the beach or you can yeah, do, it's, it's, that's the thing. That's the clever marketing. It is clever, isn't it? And so there's a guy called Andy Bounds. He's written a couple of books. He does videos online. There's an email list you can sign up to. Um, really, really good guy. Yeah. Um, really good content. And he he coined this phrase. Well, first time I heard of it, and it was called afters. Yeah. And he said, no one cares about USPs. The fact that you've been going twenty years, or you've got fifteen staff, or whatever it is, they're unique to your business, but no one cares. Yeah. The customer only cares what they get from those things. What's the after effect of having fifteen staff? versus say two well you've got more resource so there's yeah. always someone to to call and speak to you always be taken care of or what's the after effect of being you know 20 years in business well you know long established you know what you're doing you've got experience you've got better skill set it's those sorts of things that people don't promote yeah um and they focus too much on these usps which no one really cares about yeah so the marketing that i see where people are doing really well is they try and focus on that the after effect of having the product the service whatever it is so in your case it's having you know good quality yeah. we've already gone over good quality fish yeah when you need it yeah you know the being able to cook a good meal did i see that you guys doing uh recipes with the fish yeah yeah we do so we do cooking videos and also every every box you order will have a recipe card in which will just say look five easy steps to do it you know and we and um and that's been really good actually and a lot of people have been saying oh well we didn't we don't really know about fish but that we cooked that recipe of the smoked haddock you give us and it was simple and easy so yeah we, yeah that's been going really well and we'll keep we'll definitely keep doing that and then what another idea we've got is which will probably start in the next couple of weeks is we're going to say right you you tell us the your best recipe and we'll pick the winner and the winner will have their own card. So they'll say it'll be um, I don't know, uh, cod, cod curry or something made by Sue Allen from Nottingham. And she'll have in every box, they'll have a, she'll have her own card. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So that's a good idea, isn't it? And like, you know, make them quite personal. Then picture of Sue and, we'll, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that, that community that, thing, eh? That you, is a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to do that. We thought of that the other day and, We'll do that next couple of weeks and stuff like that. Cookbook, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. We should, but that that was one of that's another one of we've got we've got so many ideas, but that's definitely one of our ideas. Joel's actually a really good cook. Uh, I'm 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 okay, but Joel's really good. And Joel's Joel's father was has was been a fisherman all his life. His granddad was a fisherman, so he's grown up since he's been two or three in fish two or three times a week. So for him, it's quite simple, and I think it's simple for. I mean, there's a misconception about fish. Oh, you don't want to don't want to get it wrong, but I mean, I think meat's like that as well, isn't it? You don't want to overcook your steak or undercook your chicken, and you know, steak is like a <laughs> steak. It's a, it's a it, it creates a big division, I think, in a lot of people. 
Um, I'm a I'm a medium rare. My my wife's a, a well done, and yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't understand why she prefers well done. It just yeah, it's a strange doesn't one. Doesn't taste it? the same. I think there's places in France and Italy where you can't have a well done steak. Are you worried about that when they refuse <laughs> to do it? No. <laughs> yeah. There's I can rest- imagine them. Doing yeah, that. there's a restaurants where they'll say, um, "Oh, your steaks are uh, medium rare." Oh no, can I have my well done? They go, "No, we don't, we don't, you don't eat steak like that. You eat it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the customer's not always right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, have you had any business hiccups? Let's say any anything you've done where you're like, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that," or I've learned really quickly from a mistake. Um, I think. I think well, tell you what surprises me, and I, I, I have a few times I've I've messaged them back, but it surprises me when you, especially with your Facebook ads, and this is not from customers, is you get some straight like really strange people. Like you know, the more popular we seem to get, the more crazy somebody will say. You know, like um, what did somebody say the other day? Just just message on a Facebook like um, oh. Um, Oh, you're selling these uh, rotten carcasses of fish. And I was like, well, what? Where, where did that come from? And some really like weird like comments. And then, and then you ask, you know, and I think obviously you don't, you don't reply to them. But then you ask them, and you say, what? what? And oh, I was just having a bad day. So I mean, I don't understand why they leave comments and they've got no. It's crazy, isn't it? And I, it's the um, the barrier to someone leaving a bad comment is like next to nothing. Yeah. They just they just type on a yeah. keyboard. They probably don't even think about it and they just hit enter. Whereas if they had to do that face to face, they probably wouldn't yeah. have the same reaction. No. Um and there's there's a lot of that going on, I think. Um it causes a lot of distress and anxiety for people people on the other end receiving it. Yeah, yeah. So negative comments about things. Just because it's easy to Yeah. I give, think it's, it's big in know. football at the minute, isn't it? There's a lot of Probably, yeah. yeah. I d- I don't follow it but i can definitely imagine yeah. that's the sort of culture where yeah it's it's a bit i mean you 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 know you read about it with all things but then when you start to get a few this is this is a bit weird yeah what know? did you reply to them and just i think and... I, I, I think i replied to a few of them and i got like somebody's like nah don't you don't want to reply you, to these you people. can yeah i think sometimes if if it's a legitimate yeah i don't know i received a box of fish and there was oh yeah but it's never wrong. from a customer it's always from somebody just just around on a facebook ad who's you know it's like somebody put the other day um we did a cooking video and somebody put um about joel he's not a professional chef and i said oh well i didn't see where we wrote that down he was i said we're not selling <laughs> to professional chefs we're selling to every you know we're selling to people just buying fish we're cooking for the families or oh right i was like what but where'd you get this you know He's not a professional. Yeah. So it's not Jamie Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Wait for that cook. So that surprised me a little bit. That bit, you know, I suppose you're open, aren't you? You're open. You want to be open because you want to be open up and then you're open to all kinds of strange comments. I think well. if you're selling to um, the, the public, yeah, you've got to allow for that. Yeah. You, you. I don't think any brand, any business has ever had a smooth no everyone loves us type no thing. exactly i've seen really weird reviews um you know like on um travel websites yeah amazing hotel it's got like five out of five stars everyone's and then you'll have like two people and they've done it like one star and they're like if i could i'd rate this zero stars when i got to the hotel it rained for a week and it's yeah. like hold up yeah that and then everyone just kind of looks at it and goes well i'm ignoring that crazy person yeah Obviously, too, he had no control over the weather. So I think a lot of people 
well, I, from seeing how uh, my wife uses it, yeah, she'll usually go to find the negative comments and read them and then kind of disqualify them if they yeah. are just completely bonkers. Yeah. Um, and then it almost makes the venue look better. Yeah. Um, I, th- I see a lot more reviews now, but people checking them, not just going on face value of, oh, yeah, it's only yeah. four out of five. I won't use them. They kind of go into a bit of detail and find out why. Yeah. And Amazon, obviously, massive review system where people are actually adding images and all sorts, yeah. videos in some cases. Yeah. Um, Do you think um, reviews, a lot of people keep saying marketing's on its way out on now and reviews is the, you know, basically that is your market and the reviews, mm. but. I don't think marketing will ever be out. You're always going to have to market. Yeah. But reviews are definitely a big part of it. Yeah. Um, the likes of Trustpilot, um, TripAdvisor. You know, if you're a, if you're a venue um, and you're not on either one of those, y- yeah. you, you really need to. Because what people don't understand is if you don't jump on there and create the account and control it yourself and have some kind of interaction, yeah, you probably someone's already created an account for you, probably because they're pissed off. Yeah, and they're thinking, right, I want to review this company. Oh, they're not on Trustpilot. Well, I can create a profile for that hotel I stayed at, even though they haven't created one themselves. Yeah, and yeah. I'll review them. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to. Yeah, you know, it's not crazy, like if you it? don't create it, no one can review you. They're yeah, gonna yeah. find a way. So we try and advise clients if you if you think you're gonna get reviewed or you or you think you want to get into getting reviews, then do it first. Jump on it. Yeah. Create the account. Yeah, it set it sense, up. Doesn't it? You control the narrative. You can, can then can reply to people. Yeah. So if they do leave a bad review, don't ignore it. No. Or, or kind of disqualify. I hope people don't read it. They're gonna read it. But if you've got a reply directly below it, that shows that a you've taken the time. You actually care. Yeah. And and two, you actually put your side of the story across. It yeah. may be that the customer that reviewed you. I don't know, maybe they weren't actually the customer. Maybe it was the husband of the customer and the wife ordered the wrong thing. And he said, oh, by the way, your wife ordered Haddock, not a card. So yeah. That's why we sent you that. But if you want, we'll send you the right one. It's, it'll be with you tomorrow. Yeah. You kind of appease everyone. And, and you put your point across, don't you? Yeah. yeah, I think Yeah, I think you're right. It is. I mean, I always, it's never from customers. It's always from. Weirdos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll get, you'll get kind of keyboard warriors. Yeah. People with a lot of time and. Yeah. Not a lot to say apart yeah, from bad exactly. stuff. I, you can't get past that. That's the no, internet. no, no. It's it's just it's you know it's it's just odd when you you just like especially from from Grinsby. Oh, he was from Grinsby. No, no. If it, no, if you're from Grinsby, if somebody oh, yeah. say, somebody usually in this town has got something to say to, they come up and say it to your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's brought up. Anyway. Yeah, that ends up in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's probably a good place to wrap up. Yeah, great. Done, done just over an hour. Perfect. Thanks for having us, Liam. Been good. My pleasure. Um, where can people find out more about Ishfish and what you're doing? Yep, go to our website, ishfish.uk, and we're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're everywhere, really. YouTube. Yeah, we've got a YouTube channel as well with some cooking videos, and we're just building it up a bit more. But yeah, just across all platforms, really. And then um, Richie's out there selling to the, uh, the public and stuff, and that's going well. So yeah. We're everywhere, hopefully. Super. (laughs) That's great. Lovely. All right, great. Thanks, Gary. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. Bye.